0: Tell them here and let them be. Well, I got something deep inside of me. I can't hide it anymore. It needs to be so free. There's no
1: Welcome to the show. My guest is a producer and media instructor. This is Harmony Tangonin. Tangonin. Tengonin. Oh my gosh. So, you know, the funny thing about me butchering your last name after trying to pronounce it is because I never refer to you by your last name ever. Um, I always know you as Harmony or Harms. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, like, uh, it's kind of like a long running joke of my series is that the bulk of my guests are here because they are friends with my wife, (laughs) uh, Jin, who has appeared on the podcast herself in uh, a prior episode. So that's how we know each other. Um, and, uh, before we started recording, you, as a true producer, asked me a ton of questions about execution and how this is going to run. And, uh, you did say you're a bit nervous, which it's okay. Fans all around the world will be happy to hear your, your story. Um, but yeah, as part of the show, a lot of people are great storytellers. Um, and, and you've produced a lot of different content, you know, for nonprofits and document documentary type stuff. Um, so you definitely know your way around stories, but I'm asking you you know, to tell a story you're never told before, and maybe is unpolished and unrehearsed, and you don't know all your story beats necessarily because it's just something you've been thinking about, and now there's like kind of a a chance for you to share it, right? So we all know this, right? Yeah. It's gonna be cool. You're you're in good hands, you Thank know. You. Um, but I kind of wanted to ask, uh, you know, as a as a as a little warm up question um just to get you like <laughs> a little looser uh you, you know what do you enjoy about your kind of work doing a lot of I would say nonfiction storytelling you know specifically mm-hmm. like what's what's what what's, uh, excites you about it
0: that's a really good question I guess what I enjoy about creating videos is something that tells a story about the community so I I, I work in Long Beach and...
1: Long Beach, California.
0: Yes, Long Beach, California. For all our
1: international viewers.
0: Correct. And exploring exploring Long Beach and finding like the people and the places and the stories that other people might not know about. And I guess that's usually my motivation when it comes to creating videos. Even if it's not in Long Beach, I've had opportunities to go to places where I get to... Jump into the culture, yeah, or the the environment, and just learn something new, right? And and hmm. well, it's interesting because I'm I'm quickly realizing that what I'm doing right here in this moment kind of ties into the life lesson of the story I'm about to tell.
1: Oh, like so, you had like you're thinking ahead
0: a little bit. Yeah. You're, oh, so I was just like, Oh, I can kind of tie it together. But then I, then I was like, okay, can I tie it together on the spot right now? But
1: that's a, that's kind of a, that's kind of a classic producer kind of mindset is like, you're thinking, you know, a couple steps ahead, mm-hmm. uh, even though you're in the moment of something else because <laughs> yeah. you're trying to like figure out like, all right, this needs to go according to budget or schedule right. or story. Uh, right. So that's, uh, uh amusing right.
0: and i'm very used to just having all the materials and the pieces in front of me and then figure out how it all comes together versus like telling it on the fly yeah you know? yeah so that so this is new for me it's
1: uh yeah it's part of why i think you know i get a, a kick out of it or other people too like you're trying something on the fly uh and and, and you just it's unpolished and but people know that right like right. then you we can kind of hear something that feels really true. Right. Uh, And so, um, you know, I guess instead of like putting it off, maybe we can just get into it and kind of go from there, you know, you kind of kind of get find your groove. Sure. Right. And getting into, uh, you know, the story and we can talk about it after.
0: Okay. Sounds good. Okay. So my my story is about a major turning point that happened in my mid 20s. And it took place at a Target while I was shopping with my mom. Target. Target, Target. We,
1: we call Target. I know. I know. If you want
0: to be fancy, right? I
1: got you. Target. Yeah.
0: Okay. And to kind of preface what, what this turning point was, yeah, I need to give a little bit of background as to what my, my life was like growing up. Um, I basically had super overprotective parents, was, which is pretty typical of Asian parents. Yeah, okay. Um, pretty traditional. And um, I was okay with that because I was never a rebellious kid. I wasn't a risk taker or um, I, I always played it safe. I was very much a goody-goody. And I was also the type of person that thought I would never leave the place where I was born and raised and went to school with the exception of college. And, um, and I, even all of my, all of the jobs that I had up until my mid twenties all took place in the South Bay area. Okay. So um, So,
1: South Bay, California.
0: Yes. South Bay, California, like Torrance, Redondo beach, that area. Got it. And, um, and this even extended to a lot of my relationships, all my friends, we were in the South Bay. All the people I dated was in the South Bay. So my world was right in the South Bay.
1: Got it, yeah.
0: And I also had parents that worked for the airlines. Okay. My dad worked for Pan Am up until they went bankrupt. And then he worked for Southwest, my mom worked for United. So I always had this opportunity to travel for free as a standby passenger.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. didn't know that.
0: Yeah, uh, but I took very little advantage of that perk, and I didn't really appreciate the the freedom to travel. Right. So that was just something that was there, but I didn't really care about. And I was also kind of a bratty teenager that was, like, too cool for things like that for okay. some reason. Okay, <laughs> okay. You know? So, um, you know, fast forward to 2006. Okay. Roughly. I was I was shopping at Target. Yep. And I was with my mom and we ran into an old high school friend of mine. Okay. And this friend, she wasn't necessarily like the kind of friend that I hung out with outside of school. Like we sat together in history class junior year and we had many conversations and stuff. Yeah. But it wasn't like Like, oh, hey, let's go hang out after school. Okay. Or anything like that. She was, but you know, she was a nice friend. She was good. She was a good friend and she was nice, but we just didn't have that type of outside of school relationship. And at the time that I ran into her at Target, I was in my mid 20s and MySpace had been out for a couple years at that point. Oh, MySpace.
1: (laughs) MySpace. Yeah. Shout out to Tom.
0: (laughs) Yes. And, I, I, we had been MySpace friends at this point. Yeah. And I noticed that she kept posting a lot of really cool vacation photos on, my, on her profile. Okay. And like of these really exotic places. A lot of times it was these beach destinations in yeah. other countries. So when I ran into her, I was like, wow, you're, you're going to these really cool places. And she's like, oh, yeah, thanks. I've been to here, 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 here. She listed all the different countries she's been to. Yeah. And, and then she was like, in May, I'm going to Dominican Republic. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I didn't really know where the Dominican Republic was or what it was. <laughs> okay. you know? So yeah. she's like, I'm going to Dominican Republic in a couple months. You should come. Do you want to come with me? And I'm like, huh? And she's like, yeah, you should come with me to the, to the Dominican Republic. And I was like, oh, let me think about that. And, you know, thinking back to that time, she was probably just being polite. Yeah. But, um, but when she extended that invitation, my mom was right there. And my mom also knows my high school friend. My mom knows her because my mom worked at the school. Okay. And she my mom worked in the cafeteria, so a lot of people knew my mom. Oh, okay. And so so my you know, my friend and I, after we parted ways at the Target, my mom basically looked at me and she was like, You should go. Mm. And I was like, What? And and that was a surprise to me because, you know, as a overprotective parent who always wants to like be mindful of my safety and was very like nervous about me doing anything outside of this safe bubble of the South Bay. Yeah. It it shocked me that 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 those words came out of her mouth and and it was pretty much followed with the six words that kind of changed my life was you're young, you're single, go. Huh. That's five words. That's five
1: words. You're young, you're single, go. <laughs> yes. Five words. Okay. Five words.
0: You're young, you're single, go. And it made me think because in the previous year, I had just gotten out of a seven-year relationship. Oh. And in the current year, I was involved with this guy in which, if you can call it a relationship, it was very push pull like, okay, okay. Like, I, not necessarily off-on, but very push-pull. Like, I, I want you, no, we should have space kind of relationship. Okay. So, right. So, you know, thinking about those words, you're young, you're single, go, really resonated with me because I had this opportunity to go experience something that was completely outside of my norm. Yeah. So Right, right. I was as hesitant as I was because it was such a mystery to me. I accepted the invitation and I went.
1: Oh. Yeah. Okay.
0: And you know, the like the point to the story, I don't need like the details of that vacation doesn't isn't necessarily like important to the story. Okay. But um but when, when I did go visit this like f- foreign country, prior to that, I've only left the country like two other, on two other o- occasions for like family vacations
1: yeah, yeah. and whatnot. Right.
0: And this was like my first time leaving the country with a bunch of people that I don't really know, ex- uh, aside from my high school friend that I talk to occasionally in history class years ago. Yeah, right. You know, I was I was meeting a group of girls for the first time. I was visiting a foreign country for the first time. I was yeah. trying different foods and experiencing humid weather for the first time. Yeah. And um um and and experiencing what it's truly like to be a young young woman in my mid 20s. Going on some tropical vacation yeah. for the first time. And when when that vacation happened, literally within two months of that vacation, I left the country two more times.
1: Oh, on wow. vacation.
0: I was just like, I love traveling. What? <laughs> like, why am I why am <laughs> I not taking advantage of this before? And 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 I was a little bummed that I had to start paying money for my airfare. <laughs>
1: Uh, real real quickly where did you go the other two times
0: so um I went to Cabo with my best friend okay because I got sucked into one of those timeshare presentations
1: right right okay
0: (laughs) and I was like sure free trip to Cabo free with quotes yeah and and then um and then I had an opportunity to go on a on a Alaskan cruise with my aunt. Okay. But that cruise, that boat stops in Victoria, Canada. Yeah. And so I was just like getting stamps left and right on my on my passport. And then to and then the following year I went on a European cruise where it started in Denmark and it went to like seven different foreign countries. Okay, yeah. Let me see if I can list them off really quick. It was Sweden, Finland, Russia, Poland, Estonia, and Norway.
1: Yeah, you you literally went.
0: I went. You're young, you're single, <laughs> go, and you,
1: you literally went. Yes.
0: Yeah. And, like, I, it was just, I'm, I'm so glad that I took my mom's advice because yeah. had I just kind of stayed, played it safe and stayed in my world, I would have never experienced things like... Taking, for example, in 2011, I I took a job in um, in Eastern Europe, in Latvia.
1: Oh wow! Okay. Um,
0: Well, I I wouldn't say the job was in was employed in Latvia, but it was um, working with a nonprofit that traveled to Latvia to teach video production and video journalism to high school students. Yeah. And when I got that opportunity, it was literally 10 days before we were leaving to go to the country, to, to Latvia. Oh, wow. And, and so it was like, do you, you know, do, do you want this opportunity? Yes. Okay. Plane leaves in 10 days. And it was just like this gathering of yeah. things to prepare myself to leave the country for right. 10 days. Wow. Um, I think another thing that was important to me about that phrase, you're young, you're single, go. Right. Is because, like, when I think about what my where my mom was in her life when she was in her mid-20s, she was married at 24, had her first kid at 25. And, you know, even though I know that she loves her family and her children, I couldn't help but think about how – like me in my mid twenties, wasn't even close to that, you know? So, so, so because I wasn't even close to being married or having kids, like, okay, let me, let me take advantage of being single, being young, being single. And I also wonder if my mom was kind of living vicariously. I mean, I I mean I always knew that my mom had a, a a big interest in traveling, and she and 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 maybe she might have done more traveling had she had the opportunity to, or maybe like not as many responsibilities like taking care of a family. You know yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that she regrets her life decisions or anything right I right, just, right. I, I, I I think that if she might have been in my position in her mid20s she would have absolutely gone for it
1: yeah, um, yeah, because I, I was going to ask like kind of specifically about that moment you know at the, tar- at the Target, because it it sounds like your mom kind of like the kind of flipped. The script a bit on you like you were expecting a no you can't go right but then she's like go absolutely so I guess like what have you ever talked about her about it with her since or like thought about like why did she okay this given like you know you basically grew up in a in a closed environment and kind of just you're just living in the South Bay and you know, uh, as you described, you know, protective family Mm -hmm. situation, yet randomly some person that's not, like, that good of a friend invites you on a kind of a spontaneous Mm -hmm. trip to the Dominican Republic and your mom's like, yeah, go. Like, yeah, what, have you ever talked to her about why she flipped in that moment or?
0: Like, a a little bit, but, like, I, I feel like I want to have more conversations with her about that because... When I as I was kind of planning the story that I was about to tell for this recording, yeah. I, I I realized like I wonder if I ever thanked her for that. You oh, know? Like, right. like it was such a turning point that I don't know if I actually like sat down with her and, and, and told her like hey, you kinda you kinda changed my the direction a bit, you know? Like and and the ironic thing about this too is even though my mom was encouraging me to take risks, I think she was also like low key freaking out about like me taking risks. Yeah. You know? Yeah,
1: that's what I would think too, yeah.
0: Like like in the when I was in the Dominican Republic, I there was a there was a moment where we our ride to the airport to get home was super late. And So by the time they picked us up and we got to the airport, they said, you can't get on the plane. And so we had to extend our trip one more day. Hmm. And that really startled me because as somebody who is not much of a risk taker and like usually plays it safe, I was like, oh no, what am I going to do? And somehow my mom, who's like super overprotective and always needs to know where I am, was able to somehow still get in touch with me and figure out what hotel I was staying at. And, right. You know, because we had to pick a different hotel because the original hotel didn't have vacancy. And my my mom always knows how to find me somehow. So she, so even though she's telling me to take risks, she's also, like, still kind of figuring out a way to supervise <laughs> my risk-taking.
1: Like um, kind of like a guardian angel type of on-your-shoulder kind of yeah. vibe. Yeah. You, you know your mom's, like back behind the scenes like
0: like 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 a producer oh gosh yeah yeah it's like like, what mom dar like mom radar or something right somehow she somehow knows and she somehow knows how to find her her children and i'm the youngest of 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 three girls so
1: yeah oh yeah like
0: super overprotective
1: um i i wanted to ask actually about how about the trip it's how long were you gone
0: I want to say like five days. Okay. So, yeah. good,
1: good solid week. Yeah. You hadn't, this was like the first trip you took without your family, and it's like abroad. um Was there a moment on the trip? Did you have some kind of like epiphany or like a eat, pray, love moment where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm in the Dominican Republic, I'm single. <laughs> I'm young. I'm going for it. Like, did you ever, yeah. did you have that kind of moment? I
0: mean, I didn't, I didn't go like full, like what I like to call the woo girl moment. But like, um but I do remember like it, um, one exact moment where I was just like, wowed. And in leading up to it, because we got off the airplane, it was ridiculously hot. I'm not used to humid weather. And um, we we got to our rooms. They're like, let's go to the beach. And the walk to the beach was like a little torturous for me because I'm still kind of adjusting to the weather. And then when we get all the way there, I'm in the water and it's like a perfect cool temperature. And I'm just kind of looking at my surroundings, like the the whole panoramic view of what I see. And it's just like the bluest of the blue water, clearest of the clear, and like the brightest clear skies and I was just like wow I need to I need to have more moments where I'm feeling this
1: right yeah that's cool that like you you can kind of pinpoint like a turning point in your life to like a specific moment yeah uh, I don't know if like everyone can do that mm. you know sometimes for people it's like a series of of moments uh, that kind of help change their trajectory it seems like sounds like it's a very specific thing that you've been sharing with yeah. us now uh, yeah. specifically a mantra You know, like, like, I guess I'm wondering, like, did you kind of keep this to yourself because of, like, I don't want to tell people I live by this mantra because it's, like, so specific to my experience, you know, or, like?
0: Um, No, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I, like, particularly kept it a secret. I think, like, it was just, even though it was, like, something so important to me, I think it's just something that I kind of, like, filed away in my head and said, and, and, and kind of used it as a, like, in my, any decision making sort of thing, you know, I, but, but I wasn't necessarily like telling people like, you know, telling people that this is, this is the reason I'm doing this, you know?
1: It's interesting. I, I feel like I, I'm sort of talking out of my behind, but I do feel like everyone has some sort of mantra that just speaks to them and they secretly use it as fuel once in a while it doesn't mean it encompasses their whole life uh, or anything like that um, but it it's sort of a motivator right like you you think of that for you it's this moment at target and your mom said this these these five words so you're you're young you're single go which actually could be six if you went you are strong mm-hmm. you're single go but she used the uh apostrophe yeah abbreviated version mm-hmm. uh anyways uh so you know i think that's kind of cool that like you're able to share that um i'll share one that i've like kind of been living with recently uh and it was it was a very innocuous story that my wife's friend told us about her sister which i'll keep nameless but in a defining moment of this young sister's Uh, work life she basically described her reason for leaving a job as she had to go live her life which i just stuck on to i was like yeah go live your life go quit that job uh you don't need it you know what i mean and so uh i've kind of used that as like fuel sometimes Mm -hmm. you know the actual like origin of this of that phrase is so innocuous and so kind of like Fun. but I think about that now when I'm pursuing mm-hmm. the different things um, and I definitely have a similar upbringing to you as well and um, you know, Jen, my wife uh, was very much a catalyst for my traveling experiences and, and food and all these other things where I would be kind of like hesitant to do it uh, and then she'd be like, no, let's just, we'll figure out the financial repercussions after like <laughs> let's just go do this let's go travel here let's just when are we gonna do this ever again right who you know there's always gonna be this or that right uh problem or issue or whatever and so uh you know f- that you know she's kind of been a catalyst for me to like even do this podcast quite frankly she was kind of like yeah just do it i'm mm-hmm. like really you know it's so these these like people in our lives kind of you know can spark something you know, inside of you to like do whatever, take steps to, you know, move yeah. forward. Um,
0: Absolutely. It, it, it's 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 funny when you mentioned your mantra and you mentioned that that um, the the friend that left her job, like so, similar thing happened to me. Like literally, uh, I, I think it might have been like a year or two after the whole "you're young, you're single, go." I was, I realized I was kind of stuck in this. Job that wasn't really evolving, yeah. My career and right. I took a risk and said I'm gonna quit. I don't have anything ready for me at the end of this job, but I'm just gonna see what there is. And you know, I, you know, you, like I, I explored outside of the South Bay, yeah. And 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 accepted an internship, even though I've been working, like, and I was far out of college, but accepted an internship at a. A new startup company in Santa Monica where I met your wife. Jen. Yeah. Oh. Look at how that ties together. I, know. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. But, okay. But um, but yeah, that was it was scary and everybody thought I was crazy. They're like, you're you don't have a job lined up, you're quitting. And I was like, Yeah, I mean, I I don't I'm not I don't need to be here, but I if, if I'm gonna do this, now's the time to do it. Yeah. I'm in a position where you know at the time i was still living with my parents so it, i was financially okay in the sense sure. that i didn't have like rent to pay or anything sure. but um you no know, things like that i you know i i i bought my i i bought my first car you know i finally moved out of the house i was actually um my so i have two older sisters and then one cousin who i consider a sister so yeah of the four of us my cousin at some point pointed out to me that I was the first of the four of us to move out before getting married.
1: Whoa. And that. I was
0: like, Oh my gosh. And you know, cause I took a risk, Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, I kind of broke that mold a little bit.
1: Yeah. You know, on that note, let me, uh, let me just ask you one like final question. Okay. Um, so, well, thank you for being on this podcast. You've, I know you you had the producer hat on prior and you were like very worried about sharing and you know as you said you're you're not i mean you you, you sounded great and you, you have nothing to worry about Thank but you. uh you know certainly you you were nervous about sharing because uh, you you're normally not the sharer right you're you're telling other people's uh, stories through documentaries and what and whatnot um but uh I think it's kind of fitting. In this episode, to ask this question to you is, um, like, yeah, how do you feel sharing the story publicly? You know, this mantra that no one, that you kept to yourself, uh, and kind of sharing this kind of, basically, a really pivotal moment in your life. Like, how do you feel that you just people? By the way, uh, there's people that listen to this in Switzerland. Oh, so shout out to Switzerland. Hi, so, Switzerland. Yeah, yeah, we love your food. So. How do you feel about sharing um, kind of your, your tale?
0: I I mean, it's freeing. Yeah. It's absolutely freeing. It's, it's you know, stepping out of my comfort zone. It's another example of stepping out of my comfort zone. Right. You know, I mean, I, I know I'm not still young, <laughs> or maybe to some people I'm young, and I'm not We're all single, young. <laughs> you know, I'm married, but I still keep that mantra, you know, of like, you know, like if, if I don't take it literally, you're young, you're single go it, like essentially it just comes down to like, try, try new things, try different things, take risks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And for sure. And like, that's easier said than done. Yeah. I mean, like it's easier said than done. And sometimes it does take some kind of like moment to, to, to kind of galvanize, That's a big word. Uh, I don't think I used it right, but it uh, it takes like a moment sometimes to spark you. Yeah, you know, to to, to move in the direction you kind of ultimately want to be. Yes. So, uh, so with that, thank you, Harmony. Thank you, Dave, for being on the show, and uh, thanks everyone for listening. Bye. Hey, if you'd like to know when our next new episode comes in, it's easy. You can
0: subscribe for the best story I never told.
1: That's right, on iTunes, Spotify. Google Play or Stitcher.